When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vandegraaff, your host today. Please excuse my scratchy voice. I'm a little under the weather, but don't worry, it's not getting me down. I want to jump right into it with you today. Did you know that there is a sure way to lose money and unintentionally end up doing tons of dentistry for free? Sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Well, unfortunately, there are a lot of dentists out there doing exactly this. They work hard, keep busy, and feel productive while they're at it. Only at the end of the day, they're not getting paid for a good portion of what they do, and they usually don't even realize it. This happens when your practice does not have financial systems and a collections policy that you stick to. I like to keep things super simple, as in, explain it to me like I'm 12 type simple. So, here it goes. A financial policy means when you collect payment for treatment and what the payment options are. The related systems are basically verifying the patient's insurance benefits before treatment is done, and then claims management and accounts receivable after the treatment is done. Sounds pretty basic, but it is very common for practices to drop the ball in this area. And every time it happens, you end up, as I mentioned before, losing lots of money and doing treatment for nothing. New owners and soon-to-be owners I'm especially talking to you. You will be addressing this. My first year in practice, I just trusted the previous front desk knew what she was doing and trusted that she would take care of all of this stuff so I could focus on patients and teeth. That was a huge mistake. I worked so hard those first 6 to 12 months and I ended up doing a ton of dentistry for nothing. But I got smart, I turned things around, And right now, I have a rocking front desk team that I love. Let me tell you that your new practice or soon-to-be practice very likely has serious problems with its financial policies. In fact, it may not have any real financial policies at all. I recently finished working with a dentist who bought a practice from an old retiring dentist, and he found out in the first week that they had basically no collections policy whatsoever. They were in network, but they didn't know any of the contracted fees. They didn't verify insurance, so they never told patients how much treatment would cost. The best they would ever do is tell patients if they needed a crown, their portion would probably be around a few hundred dollars. They had no rule for collecting. The doctor would finish treatment, and the front desk would, on the patient's way out, not require patients to pay. For her, that was pushy and rude. And besides, how could they take a payment if they weren't sure what it would cost? Instead, what they did with everyone is they would send them a bill in a month or two or three after the insurance sent in their portion first. Sounds pretty bad, right? Well, it's even worse. Instead of doing, you know, things the right and easy way, they would actually run a hard credit check on every new patient in order to tell them if the patient that they would be sending a bill to in the future were likely to pay their their balance. 
And they did this for every single new patient without asking or notifying them that they were dinging their credit. You can imagine taking over a situation like that. We found out all these fun details when we looked at what was collected after the first few days of the new dentist production. Almost nothing was collected. He felt the terrible feeling of doing all that work while paying staff and bills and getting almost nothing for it, which always happens if there isn't a solid collections policy and a good front desk to stick to it. Good thing this dentist was a stud. He didn't get down, and we turned things around. Old habits can die hard, and he ended up having to replace his front desk who had done things that one way for 35 years, and he put in somebody new that would work in an organized system. It was almost like hitting a total reset button in the practice, but he did it. And now he knows he's getting paid for his great work. Let me now be more specific on an office financial policy, what I do and what I would suggest for you. Again, it's best to keep it simple. First rule, everybody gets a treatment plan telling them what something will cost before you do it. What industry, other than maybe medicine, which is pretty messed up, can you agree to buy something or pay for services without knowing what it will cost beforehand? Don't do stuff on people if they don't know what they will eventually have to pay. That's terrible business. Yes, patients come in for an exam and to see what they need to have done, but they come in just as much to find out how much things are going to cost. This means you have to have insurance verified beforehand. If you don't, you won't be able to tell them. If you don't have fee schedules input and organized, you won't be able to tell them. If you're out of network and you're accepting the assignment of benefits, you need to create a reimbursement schedule from past EOBs for each insurance so you can give accurate estimates. If this doesn't make sense to you, ask me how to do this. But the first step is always patients know how much treatment costs. When in doubt, overestimate patient portions and then reimburse them if necessary. For offices out there that may have older habits and mindsets like the practice I previously described, it's not rude for your team to talk about finances before doing treatment on somebody. In my opinion, it's rude not to. We're not doing sales. We're not pressuring anybody. That's not us. It's just courteous and it's good business to inform people of total costs up front. No surprises for them and less chasing for you down the road. So the next rule, payment or solid payment arrangements happen at the time of treatment. You can choose whether to collect before the patient is seated or at the end of the appointment, but it always happens that same day. Simple enough. Don't say we'll send you a bill. Don't say we'll work it out with your insurance or don't somehow have somebody walk out without paying. Don't be that office. You will get burnt out and you'll feel resentful for doing work you're not paid for. As for payment options, what I do and what I re recommend for most docs out there is option one, pay the estimated patient portion all today. Option two, pay half of it today and put up to $1,000 on a credit card payment plan that's paid off over the next six months automatically. Or option three for larger stuff, Use a third-party solution, for example, Care Credit, Cherry, Proceed, pick your flavor. In your office, do you have similar options? If I was sitting in your chair right now 
and asked your staff, would your team members be able to clearly explain your practice payment options? Can your front desk run a check with a third-party financing solution with the patient right then? If you're not saying yes to these questions, it's time to do some training. This is all the front end, the first half of collections. And hopefully this is down pat in your office. I like this to be one of the first things to change or implement in a transition. It helps close the door to losing money and it helps your team understand and act like you're an organized office with a set way of doing things. If you're listening to this and saying, oh, you know what? I've got this all down. No problems here. I'm not a new office with these problems. Well, that's great. I would focus your attention on the back end of collections because this is where expensive mistakes happen to offices already doing everything I described. So some questions for you. When was the last time you audited a dozen EOBs? When was the last time you went through an AR report? Has your front desk come up to you in the last week or two with a question about an EOB needing additional information? If not, it is very likely you're leaving finances on the table. Even successful, profitable practices have weak spots. In fact, I think profitable practices often lose a lot of money on the back end because they're doing well. Life is good. Things are running nicely. You're profitable. So you don't bother to look under the hood. If you did, you'd realize there are mistakes being made, sometimes big mistakes. And if you fix them, you would be even doing better. The back end, what's done after the patient pays their portion on that same day of treatment, the back end, this includes putting together well-documented claims, applying correct adjustments when posting payments, appealing denials effectively, and collecting patient balances. Each of those could really warrant its own podcast episode, but let me give you some tips that I think would be valuable. The first is, is just to realize that there are tons of ways to make mistakes here, and each one's going to cost you. So you should make sure things are being done correctly. Most dentists don't want to spend time in this area of their practice. I totally understand that. You don't want to be doing this stuff yourself, but you do want to make sure that it's being done and it's being done properly. Next, make sure your claims are clear, persuasive, and have lots of documentation. Submitting an x-ray, it's not enough anymore. You need intraoral photos, narratives, diagnoses, histories. You have to have all that stuff in there. Yes, it stinks and it's no fun. We wish in insurances would just pay for the work we do and we wouldn't have to do all this extra stuff. But you know, it's just the nature of the beast. Related to that, do it well the first time. Appeals take much longer to prepare and are more likely to be denied again if they were once. If you take a little extra time and send convincing claims the first time, the dramatic reduction in denials will save you a lot of time overall. Next point. Your team member receiving the EOBs and posting payments needs to take ownership of the collecting. They can't just put in the EOB numbers, make everything equal out to zero, and finish the stack of checks for the day. No, it's their job to work, sometimes to fight, sometimes to investigate, 
all these denied or reduced claims and to get to the bottom of each excuse that insurance throws at them. Unless you have trained them on how to do this and you're following up regularly with them to see what they're working on, it's likely they may just be doing the minimum. As in, putting in the daily mail and calling it good. And that is a big loss for you. Just like we have a standard for patient portion to be taken care of at the time of treatment, have a policy and a mindset to collect what is owed from insurances. Yes, it's harder to deal with and to get through to insurance companies, but it's just as reckless to not follow up on insurance companies as it is to let patients walk out of your office without paying. Next point. For some of you that don't know much about insurance or billing, it's my opinion that you should learn. You don't need to do it yourself or make it your focus, but if you have anything less than an all-star for an insurance coordinator, you need to be able to audit and train them. A majority of your collections comes from insurance companies. A majority of your total career income will be paid by insurance companies. So I personally think it's a big ROI to learn claims and billing and to do it early in your career. If you need help learning, get help. There's really good front desk training resources available out there. In coaching, we emphasize other areas for you as the owner and producer, and we like to help you set up your front desk for success in this area. But you know, when there's problems, I've sat down with clients and I've remoted into their office computer to find the problems in their billing and show them how to do this. And I'm happy to help. Don't just go it alone and hope it will work out if you're not sure what to do. In summary, don't be the office that doesn't have financial policies on the front end or the back end. If you keep to a standard and hold your team to doing things the right way, you won't find yourself writing off big mistakes. Look, if you want to do free dentistry, that's cool. Do it to help somebody who really needs it. But don't end up doing free dentistry because you're just too unorganized to collect properly. Solid financial systems will help you feel great as you get compensated for your great work. And then you'll feel motivated to do more great work for patients. It's a win-win for everybody. If you have any questions about this, email us at Steve, Derek, or Justin at thelifestylepractice.com. Have a great week.